Welcome to the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor Apple Podcast, Spotify. Like, rate, subscribe, uh, send out a, you know, send it out, share it with the world. That would be awesome. Or at least East Lansing, because this has been kind of a fun week as we kicked off our, you know, hate week with a little primer on last Friday. Uh, talked a little bit about it with Sean. For Govan yesterday, in regard to look, why I hate the school ultimately is what it turned out to be, and you know I had a really good time doing that. So what I did today was I invited the two people who I think hate Michigan just as much as me on the show because I think this would just be a blast. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, dive a little bit deeper into Mel Tucker's comments, which. We spoke on, but we didn't really, you know, look at that and break that down uh, the way that I kind of wanted to yesterday. So we're going to do that with uh, Ryan and Chris today. Uh, before we do, though, really quick, just a reminder, Anthony Iani is on as uh, we're going to start looking at the excess nose tomorrow, uh, as we typically do on Thursdays. And then Thomas Wright's going to help us uh, wrap up our hate reads stuff uh, as he's going to join the show on Friday. So, Lee, Brian, how you doing today, brother? I'm all good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm shocked you're doing good after, uh, I mean, you cover the Lions for us here at the Great Lakes Sports Network. <laughs> and you had to listen to, I don't know if you've heard them yet, Sheila Ford's, Ford Hamp's comments. Yeah, I saw that she said something about Dan Campbell and gave him a vote of confidence type thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, I don't want to harp on that too long because I'm driving and I'm right behind the semi. And the last thing I wanted to do is just completely accelerate just to end it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, look, Mel Tucker said something uh, the other day. It might have been yesterday. I don't know. This week's been crazy for me. In regard to with all of these rivalries that he sees, like somewhere down at the bottom, like buried in the basement. I mean, this isn't obviously his words, but there, there is respect there. And look, this is a rivalry that I've talked about numerous times as being the biggest rivalry in all sports because no one really cares about, you know, Celtics versus Knicks anymore. You know what I mean? This is a. This rivalry, obviously, like I said, it transcends sports in that regard. Um, no one cares about Duke, North Carolina football. No one cares about uh, Auburn, Alabama basketball or anything along those lines. And so, like I said, I think it's the biggest rivalry. He said there's respect there. I don't think that's the case. I, I – I mean, look, I, I think you can find it occasionally in basketball because, look, everyone respects John Beeline, period. Every, every Michigan State fan respects John Beeline. Every Michigan State fan, I mean, as much as you could, you know, you respected Tommy Amaker. I mean, that's about as much respect as you can really show in a rivalry that at the time was so lopsided. You know, but now, now you look at these situations with John Howard and, you know, pressing when you're down by 20 and uh, some of the garbage he's pulled with Greg Gard and Hunter Dickinson 
contorting his body in a really weird manner, hanging from the rim, just to get a better angle to kick Malik Hall below the waist. Like, it's obviously went out the window, but I've never really seen it in football. Yeah, I, I personally uh, definitely do not have any respect for their football program. Um, I, I, it's pretty obvious that I – mean, I mean, if they showed any type of respect to MSU football program, I'd show it back. I mean, they just don't show any – like, even this week, it, it's like you got guys saying stuff like Donovan Edwards' comments about – Oh, we're gonna show no mercy this week. Blah blah blah. It's like you don't hear that from Michigan State side. The only side you hear that from is from the Michigan side. It's like it's literally embedded in them when they uh, get on campus to be arrogant like that. Um, I, I I think there's just no other way to describe it than I mean it comes from like Coach D'Antonio said. Uh, almost starts up years top. ago now. It starts up top. It comes from the program, not the coach. Well, it does come from the coach now, for sure. But that's another story. Yeah, and I mean, look, you, you've seen it dating back to Brady Hoke. And I mean, obviously, look, a lot of these things start becoming more and more viral the more and more social media is out there. And look, there wasn't really too much social media during Rich Rod days, and it's not like there was really anything to talk about because – I think the difference between the Rich Rod days and to an extent, even the Brady Hoke days in certain aspects is, you know, at least then Michigan was mediocre, you know, and they, they've been good under Harbaugh for the most part. Um, but, you know, they haven't been better than Michigan state for the most part. And, but you start to see it with, the spike you start to see it with the little brother crap you start to see it with just all of that type of stuff they're kicked off then Devin Bush and and you know what I know a lot of Michigan fans are like oh he just scuffed up the field yeah you know what else he did he also threatened a grandmother that's the turf manager so (laughs) I, I mean you know it's one of those things where they, you know, Michigan's giving you their uh, Fox News or CNN spin, whatever one you hate, um, <laughs> that, yeah, we're going to leave out this little part of it and just pretend like all he did that's, was kick up some grass. That's what they do with everything. Yeah. And so just the combination of it all, I'm I'm just done with it. There, There's, there's not that respect there to me. And... I think that's what makes this rivalry, like I said, bigger than any other sports rivalries. And look, correct me if I'm wrong. If you think one's better, let me know. No, because I, I, I agree with you. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand, you know, where the where the hatred comes from. And maybe it's just because look for a majority of my life and for a majority of yours now, Michigan's, you know, they've given up a year or two every so often to Michigan State, but it was largely dominated by U of M. And I think what makes them mad now is it's not. And it's been largely dominated by Michigan State for the last 15 years. 
Yeah, and uh, I've said this before. Uh, Michigan fans hate losing to MSU more than they hate losing to anybody else. I mean, they can talk about how much they hate losing to Ohio State, but they, they hate losing to MSU more because they view us as inferior. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's – which is ridiculous, by the way, if you look at, you know, the last 15 years. Uh, just – I mean, they just don't seem to learn their lesson. I mean – you think, you know, 15 years of getting beat down pretty handily would uh, open some eyes up, but apparently it doesn't. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you got to credit Mark Antonio because I think Mel Tucker's at least adapting some of the D'Antonio attitude in regard to how he views it. Like, he gives everybody a crash course on this. Um. I mean, you can hear Jacoby Winman's statements about wearing blue on his campus visit and how he was like, yeah, so I uh, cut that out. In fact, I don't even try to wear blue at all anymore. Like, those types of things. But then on the other side, you hear, you, you still hear the stuff that never changes with Michigan. And you hear it with, well, pretty much anyone with the last name of Edwards in uh, <laughs> Braylon and Donovan. And, yeah, I mean, you can also go on, which le- last year, do you remember Taylor Lewan's rant? Yes, and I saw what he's – I've seen what he said on Twitter this week. The guy is a terrible person, first of all. We're not going to get into the whole entire thing on that. But he's also an idiot. Yeah, well, look. Here's the thing. He, I mean, he has to do an. He, he got. He got. <laughs> he got destroyed while he was at U of M. He got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I don't understand guys like Devin Gardner and Taylor Wan deciding to run their mouths when you were the poster boys for getting destroyed for like four straight years. Like, no, I, I don't under like it doesn't make any sense to me. And literally. Like, that's, to me, the most underrated play in the history of the rivalry. I'm going to go that far just because of how much I hate him is Taylor Lewan was, you know, Mr. All-America and whatever else. But it was that game where he was just really dirty, just grabbing everybody's face mask and just doing all of that type of garbage. And they ran a QB power and he pulls out and Curtis Drummond goes low on him took him and Devin Gardner out. Like, and then he, then, he, then he tried to pick a fight with Curtis Drummond after that play, too. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, uh, yeah, the guy's like half of his size. It's like, dude, come on. What are we doing? Yeah, and I mean, look, the reason we haven't heard anything from Lawan like we did last year, um, you know, well, he's just like cussing up a storm wearing his wife beater, which, again, that, yes, I chose that word for a tank top, uh, <laughs> selectively <laughs> um, I mean because let's be real we all kind of remember the Brandon Gibbons thing yeah um, look he, he has to go to Twitter though he's not going to be able to do it because I mean he's out for the year again and it couldn't happen to a better person Um, not to say I root for injuries but look I'm not going to lie there was that one day well, was it two years ago Devin Bush and Taylor Lewan on the yes, same day. Yes, I do remember that. Dude, I, that Monday, I come into work with the biggest grin on my face. I don't even think Michigan State won. No, they didn't because it was 
COVID year. Um, but because they only won like one game that year. Um, that like I had the biggest smile on my face on Monday. My boss, I just remember him asking me, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Look, man, I I don't root for injury, but there's two guys tore their ACL. Couldn't happen to better people." And it's just because of the lack of respect that those two idiots have shown. And I'm just tired of it. I'm sick of it. I know that there's... I I don't want to sit there and fall into that stereotype that Michigan fans have about Michigan State fans, you know? Where, oh, well, you just... Uh, you could go 1-11, it doesn't matter. And it's like... No, but you know what? Ruining your season would be pretty freaking special. Yeah, I was talking to a guy at work about the game this weekend. And he was like, "He was like, well, I mean, if you guys win this game, it salvages your season." I was like, "No, not really, because I mean, we're gonna we had we expectations game, we'll to be second game. in the yeah, Big Ten East. Like, come on!" And I was like, "That's it's not how it was, you know, fifteen years ago, or it was like." Well, I mean, if you make a bowl game and you beat Michigan, you're okay with the season. I, it, we're past that. I, like, yeah, it'd be. I would feel better. To, I, of course, I feel better about the season if they somehow pull out a win on Saturday. But it, it's it doesn't make up for the failed expectations of the season. I mean, we're past that, and we've been past yeah. that for a while. Yeah, it helps with the bowl game, which to me is just about getting the young players reps. Right. And there's a lot of young players that are playing, mostly due to injury. And, you know, that that's ultimately what I want to see. And I, I, I think it's an opportunity here to uh, to beat Michigan. I, I think it's going to require a little bit of luck. But there, there is an opportunity to beat Michigan because J.J. McCarthy hasn't really shown anything that makes him that much better than Kate McNamara. I know he can run a little bit more, but... That's ultimately what my expectation is for this weekend. Is just you've got an opportunity to fight. Mel Tucker in losses has always gotten blown out. I I, I don't remember him losing a single digit game. They're, until they, they, they have they no, you're right. They literally have not lost the game in single digits. I don't remember not. what the score of Maryland was. They lost by four. I believe. Yeah. 14 points. Yeah. They've not lost a game by single digits under Mel Tucker. This is an opportunity to do it, I think. And I said, I said on my podcast yesterday, I said that uh, Michigan State's either going to get blown out this game, which I think is unfortunately the most likely scenario, Mm -hmm. or they're going to win because Michigan State just doesn't lose close games under Tucker. And I no. think if Michigan gets into a close game with Michigan State, I, I think that Michigan State can mentally out-tough them. I, I think that uh, that's I think that that's definitely a possibility. Is you know we are still waiting for Chris. If he comes on, he comes on. If not, I think this is going well. Um, but there's also the possibility where it does get a little closer and has an opportunity to run it up. Jim Harbaugh's not going to waste that opportunity. Oh, he's, he will absolutely run up the score if he gets the opportunity. Uh, whatever. I don't really care. I, I, I would hope Bell would do the same thing to them, so whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Jeremy Langford touchdown in 2014. Right. 
like Mark D'Antonio uh, saw the stake thing or heard about the stake thing and was just like, all right, cool. You know, we ain't going to take a knee. We'll run it to take it easy on them. But <laughs> you had the most underrated back in maybe the history of college football running the ball. Um, I mean, go look at all the numbers, the t- touchdown numbers, the game, the consecutive conference games with over 100 yards. Like, it's not just founded on – that statement's not just founded on bias, you know. It's underrated, you know. I never said it was the best. But, uh, you know, he handed it off to Langford, and Langford, uh, you know, he ended up scoring. All he had to do was kneel down, and the game would have been over. And so I think that that kind of sparked it a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, th- this game is nuts, man. I hate this week. <laughs> I do too, man. I, it drags. It, well, it's not even that it drags. It's just I'm sick of the trash talk, the blocking of people I got to do who are oh running their God. mouths. But here's the thing is I didn't hear him do it last year. Is it because both oh, teams yeah, are it, it's, undefeated it's, or something? It's really it's, funny. That, oh, it's it's funny that they think that we're hiding. No, we just have common sense that our team isn't very good, and we don't run our mouths when our team sucks. I mean, uh, here's the thing: is you I know, don't even run it when they're good. I'll sit there and I'll throw it. Right? No, I I, I might I, I, I might either. throw a I might throw a jab afterwards. You know what I mean? Just because? Okay, look, it's over. You know, a good game. Y'all gonna poke fun at me i know that straight up but i i don't say anything and i think that's why i get so agitated by this rivalry and everything that comes with it is because people talk to me all the time and i'm like go on my timeline and find me something where i said something you know i'll i'll poke fun every now and again or whatever i'll call hunter dickinson a piece of human garbage because i completely believe he is i think mike morris is a complete piece of human oh, garbage yeah. for what he tried last year oh we can't stop canine let's just twist his freaking head off um and so i think that that gets misconstrued for like the trash talk and the barbs and everything else that everybody when in actuality it they're just not showing that respect that i talked about at the beginning of the show yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like on the trash talk, like I, I usually, I, like I'll, you know, have fun jabs every once in a while. But I'm not somebody that's gonna run my mouth before a game starts usually. Because honestly, I used to do that and I learned my lesson a few times. So I don't really do that anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah pride is, comes before the fall. Yeah, thing. F- funny, funny how you know I, unlike a certain group of people, I decided to learn my lesson after I did that. You know. Somebody, some yeah. other people don't like to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, like, I, I don't get, like, I, I guess MSU, I, of course, you know, they have their fans that run their mouths, don't shut their mouths. Well, but it just uh, seems like yeah, they, every it fan base has a group. Yeah, it just seems like they have more of them. You know? Yeah. I, I, and of course, maybe it's because I deal with them more than any other fan base. I, I think a main reason why both, like, by, why we all hate each other so much. I mean, I think this is obvious is because we all live near each other. Like we all yeah. live, you know, like I see Michigan fans every day. Like, and you know, it, it's not to say like they could say they hate Ohio state more, but they don't no. deal with Ohio state fans every day. And I don't think they do hate Ohio state more. I do think they 
hate they Michigan like, State more. They like beating them more than they do us. Yeah, I agree. But like you but they said, hate they, losing. Hate losing. they hate losing. They hate losing us more than they hate losing Ohio State. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that's absolutely true. And between that and the excuses, the uh, oh, it rained in 2017, like it only rained, you know, from the 50-yard line on. Um, the clock gate, which the Spartan Bob game, whatever you want to call it, which that game was literally, you know, time-tested by ESPN, you know, which up until Fox took over as – the preeminent Michigan channel on uh, the networks <laughs> this year. Um, you know, ESPN was that. And ESPN, like, ran their own timer and said that it was done correctly. And the, oh, the long snapper got bowled over. And oh, even, my God. Even though, yeah, even uh, though... Who, whoever it was that hit him was, like, pushed off to his left, but whatever. Also, also, how about you don't send guys down the field uh, when you don't have a return man back at all? You're sending all your guys. That seems like a, you know, coaching mistake, but hey, who am I to <laughs> criticize the great savior, you know? This is the savior who wants out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, even then he wasn't, you know, that was obviously his first year, but it's like just all of that, and every time there's any sort of a game, it's Peyton Thorn Shin, or it's the, or it's Long Snapper, or or it's Kobe. It's just excuse after excuse. They just can't admit when Michigan State is better, and I'm not saying Michigan State was the completely better team last season. You were that day. But they were that day, and it wasn't like Michigan was two or three games or whatever it was ahead of Michigan State in the standings when the season was over. Like, it could be this year if Michigan State wins. Michigan could still be the better team two or three wins ahead. But if it's just like a game difference and Michigan State just crapped the bed somewhere else, Purdue, then just admit it. And they don't do that. And that, that, to me, is the part that drives me just up the wall. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I, 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 I can't remember a game that we lost against them where I just made a bunch of excuses. Um, you know, 2018, they just destroyed us. Uh, 19, we sucked, and they destroyed us. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, though, the times that they beat us, I mean, we're just not good. I mean, you go look at the stats. and Well, no, and Sean brought up good, the point yesterday. Yeah, well, Sean brought up a point yesterday. When Michigan State has nine wins or ends with nine wins or more at the end of the season, Michigan doesn't win this game. Right. Right. And so it, obvi- obviously I mean, that's not going to happen this year. So this game might be close, but <laughs> but yeah, it's just the, even the Brady Hoke years you couldn't hear. Oh, what game was that? Was that fourteen? The one where we – which one? The, the one where we held the negative 48 the, yards or the, the – There was – no, there was there was a play at the beginning of 14, I think, where in 14, like I mentioned earlier, it was 28 to 11, uh, finished 35 to 11 because of the Langford run late. But they ran a fake sweep, I think to the near side, surprise – um, 
Michigan State ran a fake sweep. Cook kept the ball and ran it up the middle. And he bowled over Delano Hill. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. He, he bowled over Delano Hill. Um, got stuffed at like he got stopped at the two, but you know that head to head matchup. You know the quarterback's supposed to go backwards, not forward right. still. And he got up and he did get in Delano Hill's face, and Hill shoved him, and Hill got flagged. After that game, I heard Connor Cook should have been kicked out on the first play of the game. What? Oh my God! I like mean... those, those those are the excuses that you hear from the fan base. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. That's a new one. Wow. Um, oh, I I heard I not only did I hear it. I was at the game, so I think I waited till like a commercial, you know, until I saw Red Hat guy run out onto the field. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been when I got home. I don't remember when it was. I I'm really terrible with technology and so I always have like the older phones. And so I probably just waited till I got home because I probably didn't have access to the internet on my phone in <laughs> 2014. But it, like, it was on Facebook once it happened that Connor Cook should have been kicked out. Jeez, for are... antagonizing. Yeah, and it's like, That's... well, okay, well, now, l- now let's take that from then from 2014 carried over through all the crap that we've seen since Harbaugh took over as coach all of the twisted face masks all of the Mike Moore stuff all of those types of things but let's no, do that, that that was fine that I saw I saw the other day some guy on Twitter was trying to say that that was a football play the Mike Morris thing it was he was just trying to get up off of him it was a football play. And seriously, I, I saw that. I was like, Walker was standing are, up. You guys are a special type of stupid. Like, Walker was actually, standing up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like every other play at that. It was like every other play during the game last year. He didn't actually go down. He just held him up. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, I don't think, touched the ground that game. But. Yeah, it's just all of that type of stuff just boils into this thing and just turns it into a cesspool, usually for two weeks, based upon how, uh, you know, how the schedule yeah, is shaking out from this that, that That's been – that has been favorable for MSU. Yeah, well, this, this, uh, this time it sucked because you got two weeks of this garbage from both sides. It's like, good Lord, just let it end, man. I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but one side has always gotten the bye. Next year, um, it's Michigan State. They have a two-week bye um, heading into the Michigan game um, as the schedules dropped at noon, the new Big Ten schedules, but that's mostly just because they play Rutgers before Michigan. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things. Man. I'm, I'm tired of it. I can't wait for it to end. Yeah, for whatever reason, I keep talking about it. Maybe it's because – this what this is what gets the clicks, man. I'm get I've got more clicks or whatever. Just talking about how I said the the title of the show yesterday was "This Week Is the Worst." I have gotten more clicks on that in one day than I've gotten through a lot of these other pods. It's it is pretty funny though. Like unless I have a guy like Clifton Ryan on or Thomas Wright or Anthony Iani. Obviously, you know when you get a guest who's played for the Green and White, uh, that obviously draws in more. But I just labeled it "This Week Is the Worst," and as far as all my you know, standalone podcast where I do it with, you know, no disrespect to guys like you, Chris or Sean or anything like that. 
um, you know, when I do it alone or when I do it with you guys or whatever, that one drew the clicks. It's just because I talked about how annoying this group was. And so I thought it'd be fun to have you on because, like I said, you're one of the few people who ate Michigan as much as me, um, like one of maybe two. And, you know, Chris is the other one, and we wish we could add him on, but I don't think – Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah any uh last thoughts uh you want to do a quick little i mean we're not going to go through like our full-blown breakdown or anything like that uh you know just a quick two three sentence synopsis what you see happening this weekend yeah so i think i think i think i was probably gonna get blown out this weekend uh are you taking I, the I, points I, I i'm picking machine to cover um I just don't see – I see a path to victory for, for MSU, but I don't think that they have the guys up front, especially on the offensive line, to – because if Michigan State's going to win this game, they have to be able to run the ball. I mean, if you look at the history of this rivalry, uh, yeah. and MSU has struggled running the ball all year, and that's Michigan's bread and butter. So, I just don't – The good news I mean, is the, they have the, the, a running back who can run it. Yeah, but we'll see if he gets carries. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. You know, and the one area I do think MSU does have an advantage in, in this game is MSU's right right receivers against their DBs. I think MSU, if they can, they're some, all if they can, uh, Yeah. Oh, I, defensive backs. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we can go with douchebag too, but yeah. Um. So I think MSU has an has an advantage with their wide receivers. I think Keon Coleman and. Jaden Reed can make plays, but the problem is I don't know if Michigan might just sell out and for the pass with how bad MSU running game is. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I just don't see this being a very close game. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to see MSU win this somehow pull out a win here, but I'm just not feeling good about this game at all. Final score? Uh, 35 to 10, U you know, that, that's actually pretty bold just because you think we can make a field goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, I'm, I'm going to hold off till Friday. I'm going to wait till Thomas Wright's on. We'll talk about it. Then, um, like I said, AI is on tomorrow. Um, he's been chomping at the bit for like three weeks to complain about Mel Tucker's contract. He's, go- so. he's going to the game. I'm pretty sure. He told me he's going to the game. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that then. <laughs> um, but, oh, man, for a second I thought all we'd have to do is talk about the Tennessee scrimmage. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, yeah, it, it should be good stuff. Uh, a lot of, uh, like I said, you know, well, a couple of good guests coming on to wrap up the week. Um, oh, crap. I, just, I don't know why I just thought of this, dude. So uh, I'm going to tell you this uh, just a quick little background. I have a Bible study divided on Saturday mornings at seven o'clock. Oh, and man. L- look, living living where I do down here in South Bend, you get a little Purdue. You get a lot of Notre Dame, obviously. So that that is what it is. But there is this one guy who is all maize and blue, and. I can't say anything, and it's not one of those things where you can't trash talk. Like I said, I don't like to anyways, but this guy looks like the Incredible Hulk. 
And so even if I wanted to, I couldn't. If I sat there and tried to explain how Mike Morris is just a massive pile, like I, I feel like I would be like smashed into the wall or whatever. I'd look like Loki <laughs> in that Avengers, in the first Avengers movie, just getting thrown around like a rag doll. Um, oh, that's for all the God. comic book nerds out there. But yeah, it like that. I, that's a one situation where I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't go through and try to block the guy. I I just sit there and just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> because yeah, man. Uh, that got... that would look like a chihuahua barking at a pit bull. It would just yeah. be. Dude, I, I, I'm going to – so last year after we won, there were a ton of U of M fans that called into work on one day, <laughs> like a ton. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm obviously going to go around one day. But, it's like, it's so funny because, like, they were running their mouths all week. And then, what do you know? They're not at work on Monday. Funny how that works. Okay. Okay. You know what? I, I was going to rip because we are up against it. But I've got one more for you. I, that forty nine to three game. You the, were probably the, you the, were probably the Bobby Williams, the last Bobby Williams game, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. were probably in diapers or something was, at the I time. I was like ten. Yeah, I was like ten. Yeah, I, I was in high school, and I didn't show up to school Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Be, here, here's the thing: I'm, it's not, it's not just because Michigan State lost that weekend. I legitimately lost seven pounds. I was throwing up so much. Oh my god! I was in bed for three straight days. I did not move. Bob, I, Bobby I Williams got... really did that to you. He made you seven <laughs> pounds. No, I, I was throwing up so much, man. It was ridiculous. I got out of bed. I because I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't even keep water down. I had like this nasty forty-eight hour flu or whatever it was, seventy-two hour flu, and by the t- like since I couldn't even keep water down and never had to get up to go to the bathroom. So I didn't actually get out of bed for like three days. I got out of bed. I fell face first because I didn't use my legs for that long. Oh my gosh. Like, but it got to a point like on that Tuesday after school was out, the school sent some of my friends over to make sure that I was legitimately sick. Oh my God. <laughs> they thought I was just ditching because Michigan State got their butts handed to them. That's so funny. Oh my god! Yeah. But look, we need to wrap. Like I said, we got a lot of good stuff uh, coming up this week. We'll start actually breaking the game down and praying for Ken Coleman and uh, Mike Sanders still one on one down the field. Um, at least a few times on Saturday. Uh, we'll start doing that tomorrow with Iani, and we'll talk a little bit about the MSU Tennessee close scrimmage, and then we will. Uh, really dive into it with uh, former Michigan State safety, Thomas Rice. So looking forward to all that. Ryan, thanks for coming on. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast.